Hi, Julie. How are you? Hi, Carly. We did it. We're here. Ah, and for those of you that are joining us for the first time, this is our first ever episode of Spa Sisters podcast. I'm going to introduce Julie Wren, also known as Jules. She is a uh, spa educator, a qualified nutritionist, and a passionate wellness advocate who I met um, when the stars aligned for us. Just very um, serendipitous meeting, wasn't it, Julie? It was um, indeed. And um, we're so delighted that we've created this concept for you all um, to join and on this journey, which who knows where it's going to lead us. Julie, over to you. Yeah, thank you, Carly. So this is Carly, Carly Chamberlain, who is a wellness writer and author and also a fellow sister spa educator. And uh, like we said, you know, we met serendipitous. Oh, I can't say that word. <laughs> we met by chance online, as it were. But I think we were meant to be together. Absolutely. Yeah, we um, definitely have a synergy in the work that we do. And just to sort of let everybody know that this um, idea that came together, the Spa Sisters podcast, is really um, a place where therapists and um, people that are working in the spa and wellness um, arena, managers, um, spa assistants, anyone who kind of has that insight into the day-to-day -day runnings of the spa operations can come here and listen to really engaging content. We want you to engage with the topics that we come up with, which are very driven by your concerns, your passions. Um, and also we're really here to sort of disrupt um, the topics as well and really ruffle things up and get to the authentic core of our work, what it takes to be a spa therapist, a wellness therapist, a practitioner, and also how we can transform our working world into something that we are consistently um, fulfilled in. I think, would you say, Julie, that's something that we really want to get to the bottom of, you know, finding- Absolutely. I mean, we really want to be here for you. We want to say that we hear you, we see you. And we want to give you a voice. That's our mission. Absolutely. Yeah. And just as this is our first introduction podcast, um, the big question that we kind of came up with today that we want to put out to the world and to the spa world is why, you know, why are you a spa therapist? Why are you working in the spa industry? What was it that got you to this point in your life? We've all heard so many different stories from so many different therapists about how they became a therapist not necessarily through the traditional route through sort of beauty college or massage therapy college or alternative therapy college um, there are many stories that I've heard certainly through my training days and um, when we introduce teams together and so fascinating oh absolutely this is one of the areas that I'm always totally curious about it's like you know what drives you why are you here in this space you know, what is it that you love about being a spa therapist? So how did you get here? Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, I think we should maybe tell everyone how we got here. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you want to go for it, Julie? Yeah, well, I mean, I came into this... Into your very... <laughs> yeah, I got back in time. Actually, I'm pretty new, I feel like, to the spa world. 
So I um, came here actually through a burnout of myself. I was working super hard. I was working in finance and I really wasn't living my purpose, living my dream. And one day I just said to myself, do you know what? I'm going to give it all up and I'm going to go and retrain and I'm going to do actually something that's a burning desire within me for years. And that was to be a massage therapist. So I put in place certain, um, let's say, certain uh, procedures, if you like, in place so that I could still do a bit of work, but I could go back to the UK where obviously the education was the best. And I started to do my iTech uh, massage diploma. And I absolutely fell in love with it. And then over the years, I set up my own massage practice. And then there came a point in time when I realized that here in Belgium, I was a little bit too advanced, if you like, for holistic massage. And so I started to look for a spa to go and work in. And I applied to a spa. And the lady said that she really hesitated because she really wanted to take me. But at the same time, she knew that there was a brand out there who was looking for an educator. And she just said, I think that you'd be perfect for that. So she sort of gave up and I went into then being a spa educator. And I've been there ever since, since 2005. And I've loved every minute of it. Wow. And so I have to ask, what were you doing before your burnout? What was the thing that made you burn out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So I was working actually uh, on a project uh, for the European Commission, and we were part of a team that was setting up the financial structures to help all of the countries who were new to accede to the European Union. So a completely different world, completely different world. Very, very cerebral. <laughs> very cerebral, there. yeah. Working in three or four different countries as well. So that was also very challenging. Amazing. No, but, uh, you know, really valuable work, I would imagine. But again, if it's not aligned with that very deep calling, um, I take my hat off to you for actually following that because a lot of people I think do get stuck in a rut um, you know and, and are working for this incredible company or um, incredible vision or incredible project and um, actually if it's not aligned with um, you know work-life balance and um, finding that very sort of peaceful place within you and that acceptance of enjoying your work and you know if, if the why goes there's a problem yeah I mean you know every, everybody talks about the big why but you know how often do we actually sit down and think about that and say am I living my why yes exactly oh very nice so you know you know a lot about burnout obviously you wrote about it in your book yes. so you know tell us how you came into this uh, great space well, again, like you, I was uh, on a path very different to this. I was studying at university in media and film production, drama and creative writing. So I suppose the writing has always been there for me. I mean, I used to write songs when I, from the age of 14. You know, I used to be in a little pop group <laughs> when I was 15, 16, um, always very creative. Um, very um, expressive I would say and then I suppose the system sort of took me in or I went into this very systematic way and 
I think the spark just started to dull out a little bit. Um, and I really was sort of working in a, sort of a media company, but it was much more on the functional side of, of the media industry. And I just wasn't getting any fulfillment. And I think I had this very glamorized view of what it would be like to work in that industry, but it's, it's really not like that unless you are, you know, in, have those opportunities that come round, or your center stage, you know, there is a lot of hard work that goes on. And for me, um, that creative flame was sort of being flattened a little bit. So I up and left and I went traveling um, and I would never change it for the world. I saw things and experienced things that I would be very hesitant to let my children go and do now. <laughs> I don't know how my parents let me travel around the world at 18, 19. Um, and yeah, I opened my eyes and really opened my energy up to learning about, you know, it's really about the learning. I love learning. I'll never stop learning. And I'll always hold my hands up and say, I'm still a student. Even if I have lots of knowledge to share with others, I love, love, love learning new things. So that went full circle, decided that I wanted to live in Australia and study at the Australasian College of Natural Therapies in integrated body therapy, uh, aromatherapy, lymphatic drainage. I learned myofascial release and oh, my world just turned and I was in my element. And the elements funda fundamentally are what underpin my, um, my steps in my book, because through the practice of yoga and the teaching of yoga, I really got back into my body, um, putting my body first, self-care, self-love, self-worth, discovering all of that about myself, um, because the ride hasn't been smooth, it's been bumpy. And as everyone, you know, life has bumpy moments. Um, and we have to navigate through that roller coaster. And I just um, know that this area of work is something that is so important for people, even if you're not in the spa and wellness industry, bringing wellness and self-care into your life on a daily basis is the fundamentals behind a good work-life balance. Um, so I feel very lucky and privileged to First of all, I've met you as well and be here being able to do this with you. I think we, we, we love sharing and creating. But yeah. no, so one thing we've both come to understand is that therapists' welfare is a big passion of, of both of ours. Absolutely. Um, so when you sort of um, look at when you're training in the training environment and you get these therapists that come into your training and, and some of you will be listening now, um, you know, we we have seen a very wide array of people that are also burnt out. They've been working long hours. They might have been in the industry for many years and they're sort of just going through the motions and want something new. They want to learn something new. And it's always nice when a new product brand comes into the spa. It's exciting for them. Um, but yeah, there's definitely an underlying... Um, rumble that that maybe we've both picked up on in our training sessions of how we can really get our therapists to reconnect with the love of what they do again the why of what they do 
And so how do we have a happy life in the spa industry when we're working more than eight hours a day, you know, working with our hands and our arms, um, not speaking for long periods of time, um, servicing people, how do we refill our tank? Yeah, I mean, Kelly, I have always said that how can you deliver a five-star spa experience if you're not living it? And that means not only living it in your personal life, but also living it in your working life. I mean, I'm sad to say that I've been to some places where you walk behind the, the doors uh, of a beautiful uh, re retreat or a hotel and you see a completely different story on the other side in which a therapist is taking her break, uh, the kind of food that they're, they're, they're able to eat. Um, and, you know, that whole idea of, you know, can we shake things up? Should we shake things up? Is it is it the time now? You know, we've had this pandemic. Is it right the time now to rethink how we organize our spas and our, and our daily working lives? And this is a question that I think is really important to put out there. It's it's, it's not one that's meant to be, uh, let's say, uh, a problem for us, but it's something that we have an opportunity now to really explore. How could we be doing this differently? What does a therapist need to be truly engaged in what she's doing? You know, to give her back that vava vum in her, in her day so that she can give or he can give that amazing uh, service from the first client to the last client with the same amount of energy. You know, there's perhaps a load of stuff in there that we could be looking at, you know, in terms of breaks, uh, what kind of breaks we should be offering people. I mean, as you know, Carly, I went back to work recently to have that experience yeah. And that's a whole other story. <laughs> but yeah, certainly, uh, I, I'm definitely hearing from therapists all over that, you know, we need some change. Absolutely. And like you said, the pandemic has shown us a little insight into that change. So I know of a lot of spas, most of the spas have went to 15 minute um, turnaround times between treatments. And from what I'm hearing, that's actually staying in place. So um, bars are effectively offering less slots for treatments and services because of this 15 minute turnaround time. However, they're using their creativity in, in ways where, you know, what can we also offer people to still keep revenue um, at the level it needs to be? What, where, but therapists are huge fans of that 15 minute turnaround time, which <laughs> I understand. I mean, five minute turnaround is, in my opinion, bonkers and creates an environment of anxiety, which is mm -hmm. not what we need when we are trying to offer our beautiful guests a five star energy healing experience <laughs> in some some cases um yeah so i know the 15 minute turnaround i was privileged enough to have that 15 minute turnaround in my spa therapist career from day one i worked with a beautiful independent spa in bristol and we had a 15 minute turnaround there was no question um and we had very happy therapists mm. um we had good discounts at the restaurant you know for food in our breaks and Breaks is a big question we're going to touch upon um, yeah, in sure. future podcasts. Um, and also what quality food that we're eating, you mentioned there, like some people have the option to bring their food into the spa. Um, so they get to make those choices themselves. Other therapists at destination spas might not necessarily have that choice of bringing their own food in if they're living on site. So these are all things that 
Julie and I have experienced as effectively outsiders looking in, but also having that compassion and understanding from our own experience as therapists, what, what it feels like to be a therapist as well. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to add in this session, Julie, in our intro session? Well, I'm going to be, I'm going to come up with one of my first disruptors, and that is I'm going to advocate for an even longer break between, between because if you don't have somebody cleaning up after you, that 15 minutes can be tight as well, especially if you are walking long distances, you have got to take obviously the extra precautions these days. A uh, client only needs to be a few minutes late and that 15 minutes can disappear fast. So I'm going to start advocating for a 20 minute turnaround. Whoa! I know, I know, I know. I can hear lots of spa managers say, is she crazy? <laughs> but I'm actually going to think about that in a different way, how we could uh, max out that. So oh, to, be, to be talked about. <laughs> and you've got, your, um, you've got a very good business background as well so I'm sure you could make the figures add up <laughs> <laughs> yeah well we'll get we'll, we'll we'll have some hopefully have some people coming on to the podcast who we can interview uh, just about that very subject exactly and <laughs> how to be how to have the balance between being profitable still and at the same time thinking more about therapist well-being yeah yeah absolutely and one of my focuses going forward with our podcast is what steps we can take as therapists to protect and manage our energy especially when we're working on um you know two-hour rituals that we might be doing yeah. and and uh techniques i've developed over time with my yogic practice um what is energy how we tap into it how we can take responsibility for our own energy in that treatment room so it's been amazing chatting to Jules, <laughs> which um, uh, is going to be a great beginning. And um, we can't wait for our next episode. We are contactable at Far Sisters Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And we also have an email, farsisterspodcast at gmail.com. I can also be reached at Carly I Am Wellness and Julie can be reached at Wellness Hub Cafe. So thank you all for listening and we will be back again for episode two, ASAP. Take thank care. you everybody and don't forget we want to hear from you we want to hear what it is that your biggest your biggest uh, concerns at the moment what you'd like to see change so do write to us and drop us a line we're here for you. Thank you so much. Thanks bye. bye.